Hey everybody, this is Andy Clodfelter. And this is Lisa Monahan. You're listening to 90s Court. Wanana. Jack. <laughs> Jack Bandit. Uh, so hey everybody, this is our inaugural episode. Um, uh, and uh, I guess perhaps it might be time for some introductions to get to know us and uh, a little bit about why we are here talking to you about things and maybe even a little bit about what the show is going to be about. So Lisa, why don't you start? What are you, what, what, what's your deal? Um, hi, I'm a person. I'm okay. Lisa. I am uh, a married mother of three from Pflugerville, Texas, which is just outside of Austin. No points taken off. If you don't know where Pflugerville is, you're fine. Um, I, uh, I'm a seamstress. I'm a stay at home mother. I'm a uh, an espresso nerd, and I am a uh, an amateur storm chaser, and I'm also doing this now. So I, I'm always like looking for stuff to do. I'm like a sponge sure. of unnecessary activities. Yeah, you're just That's like me. you you find you find a spare ten seconds during the week, and you're like that needs to go now. Yeah, I do like 10, 10 one second squats. <laughs> That's what I do. So um, that's, I think that's me in a nutshell. I don't know. I, I was born in 85, so I'm 34. I grew up in the 90s. I feel like I know the 90s decently yeah. well. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, and, and everybody, this is uh, Andy Klodfelter. Um, I have previously hosted a podcast uh, that some of our listeners may be familiar with, which is Mary and Andy aren't good at this. And that's actually how I met uh, Lisa as well, was because my co-host Mary from that show um, had a a very loose connection with Lisa in the past, um, and so they knew each other, and I don't know, one thing led to another, I ended up being her friend, and we found out that we were kindred spirits in terms of 90s and humor, and we decided that, she said, man, I really want to do a podcast, and I said, yeah, I'm going to be starting a new one, and then it turned out that she also was a 90s phenom, and, and... We were born four days apart. Boom. Which my current standing theory is, because we are basically siblings, is that <laughs> I've given this to her before. Is that I believe that my my mother gave birth to her in Texas, and then flew to Illinois and gave birth to me, and then abandoned Lisa for the rest of her life. Yeah, but I got picked up by a swell lady. So it worked out. But you know what? But I am four days older, so I just want to put that on the record. Seniority, right here. Has been established that she is right on all of the the things. (laughs) It's true. So, um, so let me see here. So, so we, uh, we did want to uh, talk about kind of what the show is going to be about and what this whole deal is. So uh, 90s court, it's not the most, uh, it's not one of those things that like there needs to be a lot of digging or thinking about it. Um, the One of the primary premises of the show is that we're going to be going into some things that were popular in the 90s, shows, movies, food, snacks, um, trends, video games, etc. And talking about, uh, we each take a side uh, and we compete against each other explaining why our thing is the far superior thing mm-hmm. and i never and did debate in, in high school but i can fake it i can okay. do this i believe you oh and, and at least i'm really sorry to let you know this like so quickly but uh something just came across my desk <laughs> so soon so soon all right uh, hit me okay so uh, so that sound, of course, as you all know from despite this, <laughs> from this pilot that, episode happening, this right pilot now. episode is that means that uh, we've just been handed a uh, a competition uh, between two things that we're going to discuss here. So let's see here. It looks like the one that we've got here today is Independence Day versus Twister. Yeah, and guess what, everyone? If you know me at all, you know. I am representing Twister. She's going to be representing Twister as a true weather truther. It's true. <laughs> I have decided to take the side of aliens and explosions because that's just kind of my whole thing. Okay. Okay. I'm into it. So, so I guess I'm. It would. Would you mind if I start first? By all means. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast jury, uh, I would like to present to you my case for the film N. Independence Day. 
in this 1996 groundbreaking film. Groundbreaking. Can can Twister say that? Okay, well, I mean, technically that's... Well, yeah, absolutely. And it also <laughs> broke ground. I mean, Aliens broke ground, Twisters broke ground, sure, whatever. We'll see, man. Okay. We'll see. In this film, which, may I also remind you, came out on July 4th. It came out on July 4th, never before, aside from like Christmas films, where they like, we're going to do that strategic drop right in your lap on the 4th of July to get you feeling all America up in here. That's true. The film, <laughs> of course, I, 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 we, I like to give a little bit of a synopsis for those of you who maybe you are not familiar, starring Will Smith. Oh, that's right. This was Will Smith's breakout performance. Some people might argue with this, but I believe that Will Smith's career started... Uh, in here, punching aliens. Bill Pullman, of course, uh, playing as the president of the United States. Jeff Goldblum, the tech expert, as I would like to call him, uh, mm-hmm. and of course Randy Quaid, uh, the fun, the fun goofer, the alcoholic former pilot that was abducted by aliens. Now you might be asking yourself, man, my movie Twister doesn't have fun characters like that. It just has Chase <laughs> Tornado. And you'd be right. You would be correct. <laughs> but that's not all, okay. So That's not all. I'm sorry, um, did you have something you wanted to say? I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm saving it. I'm saving it. Okay. Don't worry. So, so after the cast, to begin with, the drop and everything like that, you're thinking, what else could this movie possibly bring? <laughs> that's right. Aliens. All of the aliens. So many aliens. So... Now, before you say it, I'm sure what you're thinking is, like, isn't it weird that when the aliens showed up, they took their big spacecraft that can destroy entire cities and just had them hovering above cities for very long periods of time, just hoping that hoping that, that society of people would not attack them? Yes, it was a little weird. I think it was a little <laughs> strange that they did that rather than just immediately launching attacks on, on Earth. Um but well, wasn't that kind of them like punking us a little bit, like I, like doing the I chest, know, but, like come at me, bro? Sure, I mean, but like I'm gonna say this is I this is not really me defending my side. It's really weird that aliens who are like we're literally just here to take over your entire civilization and steal your stuff, were like we also like jokes, we also <laughs> like making you guys look silly, um, and they did, um, especially those hippies that were on top of that building that were just like. They're here for peace, man. And then it just just eviscerated by by magical light, which is what I can only describe this. <laughs> okay. Um, so, anyways, for nineteen ninety six, the visual splendor of this movie was seriously phenomenal. Uh, the explosions and everything like that. I think there's something to be said about a film that lets you see all of these huge monuments, like these super important places be destroyed in destructive fire. Like, there's just something that really just makes you feel American about watching all of your... (laughs) All of the the sacred landmarks of the United States be destroyed, and some other countries as well. Um, But, uh, I I think one of my favorite things from this movie was Bill Pullman, and I'm sure you'll remember this speech, the Bill Pullman speech about, this is our Independence Day. That speech absolutely mind-blowing do you remember that speech i do not because i was much too young to care way too young to care i just wanted aliens babe aliens for days and that's that's why you chose (laughs) that's probably exactly why i chose tornadoes um okay so uh so of course as you as you remember my favorite line that is i've quoted more times than should ever be quoted was after uh, Will Smith, the pilot, is the first person to take down one of these small alien spacecraft. He gets it to crash to the ground. Will Smith gets out of his fighter plane and walks up to the spacecraft, um, which opens up. Will Smith then takes the gamble of a century by, by deciding that, you know what, I bet you alien faces are just where human faces are, and punches it in what he believes is a face. <laughs> fortunately knocking it out because it would have been real bad news if he didn't and then delivers the best line of all time welcome to earth that's a good one I, I, all day long i was trying to convince myself that the line was welcome to earth bitch 
but it wasn't. And I was like, I don't think that that would have been a movie I saw at 11 years old if that's what the line actually was. So I was like, I feel like it was more PG. Yeah, I know. I was, I was actually wondering that too because I keep looking at these films dates and stuff like that, like 96, 94, different things like that. I'm like, was I even like allowed to see these? Like, you know, like PG-13. I guess that maybe I had parental guidance to see this. I don't know. So anyways, and of course, um, another great thing, and I, I apologize, I'm kind of going a lot of details about this, but I, I took some took some notes um, when, when reflecting on this, and one of the greatest leaps in logic of all time, Jeff Goldblum, who apparently is supposed to be an absolute technical genius. Computers, don't just forget about it. That's his jam. He loves those computers. So smart. He decides at some point he's going to he's defeated and he's going to sit down on a floor while drinking a bottle of vodka. And his his father, Judd Hirsch, says, you better you better you better get up off that cold floor. You'll catch a cold. And that is the moment, ladies and gentlemen, that he realized, oh, virus computer viruses exist like as a, a technical engineer. That is the moment that he realized, oh, I bet we could use a computer virus because my father said the word a cold. There it is. Uh, anyways. Oh my gosh. So, and then the very last thing I will touch on very quickly, um, at the very end of the film, after all of the, uh, the attack fighters, cause they didn't have many left were defeated. Um, and the only last hope, cause the missiles were not destroying the large ship, Randy Quaid, the Randy Quaid, uncle Eddie from, from Christmas vacation, uh, decided that if he was, his life was not worth more than that of civilization. He flew up into the center of the, the laser hole and said, I'm back. Oh my God. It was destroyed. People used telegraphs, told everybody about it. It was all over the news. And that is why I believe independence day is the greatest. It's not the greatest film. It's the greatest film of the, <laughs> that we're talking about. Of the two films up for debate. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. You have Independence Day. Sure. All right. Uh, did it have amazing special effects? Absolutely. Did it technically beat my movie Twister in the Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards for favorite movie of 1996? Yeah, Hold it did. Phone. Yeah, Hold it actually, yeah, maybe yours won some awards, all right? And everything that my movie was nominated for, yours technically won for. But here's the thing. Did your movie change the entire direction of your life, like Twister, changed the entire direction of my life? <laughs> no, it did not. And that is why... Go ahead. No, interject. Point, well. of or point of order. If aliens were attacking, it might have. Fair. That's fair. Tornadoes do exist. Aliens do not... Well, that's well, not for debate. I was going to say, that's a different show, episode, yes. pilot, yes. everything all together. But yeah, so, yeah, you've got, you've got that. You've got your Will Smith. You've got all your fancy names. I've got Helen Hunt. What's up? I've got Bill Paxton. What's up? You know what I've got even better than that? A bunch of damn tornadoes. Got it? Have you? Did you see Independence Day in theaters this year in person? No. No, you haven't. I have seen Twister in theaters this year at, at the age of 33. I was not yet 34. That's so, so how good this, this movie is. It's so getting this, played in theaters this year, now. You had, you had a, a version of Dorothy um, that you threw up in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely went. It was like an Alamo draft house. I went with this awesome friend of mine who is also an amateur storm chaser. We're both moms. It's a completely ridiculous time in our lives to pursue chasing storms. But when presented with the opportunity to see Twister in a movie uh, or in a theater with like props that you get to. Oh, you literally. That's right. You literally saw it in theaters. I'm I sorry. Literally I literally saw it in theaters this year. I'm it was like comparing it to just seeing an actual tornado. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. That's a whole, that's, that's like an hour episode of its own and how I have, the reason I'm a storm chaser is because I've never seen a tornado in person. And I, much like Helen Hunt's character, Joe, have this kindred spirit of like, I need to see this tornado. Now she's seen a bunch of them because she's a storm chaser in this movie, but she's after the F5, which in the beginning of the movie, an F5 kills her father as when she's just a little girl. He, they're like in this, this tornado shelter and he just gets sucked out and it's terrifying. And then she's like, oh, my dad. Oh, my dad. Oh, OMG, I'll my dad. Tornadoes. <laughs> She's shaking her fist at an F5. It's ridiculous. And so fast forward to the movie, the actual part of the movie. Um, she's a storm chaser. Now she's a meteorologist. No, wait, no. Is she a meteorologist? I know that Bill Paxton's character is, but 
she is doing tornado research and she's using Dorothy, which you have already mentioned, which is just a big tornado research tool that you drive into a tornado using your truck. You can't use a Prius. Priuses don't exist yet. It's 96. You use your truck, your Dodge Ram truck, Dodge a lot of product placement there. You drive your Dodge Ram truck with a Dorothy into the tornado. Can't do it. Really difficult to do, turns out. Um, I personally drive myself. Um, that's not true. No, I've, I, I, have, I have to actually see a tornado to try to drive into the tornado. That escalated dramatically. Again, I have thoughts about this movie. I have severe thoughts about storm chasing. I will try to keep them <laughs> a little bit divorced. In this. Speaking yeah. of divorce, the whole point that Bill Paxton entered, is in this, well, not whole point, but we are introduced to him because he's trying to get divorce paper signed by Helen Hunt's character. And That's he's right. like, She's like, I want to, but I'm going to be coy and play with you a little bit. And then also we're just going to go chase a whole bunch of storms. And that's what they do. They do that for a lot of the movie. Now, I will say in 2019, going and seeing a movie that's 23 years old in theaters, the CG held up. Honestly, it really did. Like, I I was impressed. Now, maybe not the flying cows. Maybe not all of it, but it was pretty legit. I I was impressed. And, And I think a lot of people in the theater were, too. But... Um, of course, Independence Day won for special effects, but in my heart, Twister won. And I, I, think, I think anyone listening to this, if they had to choose between the two, would feel like, yo, Twister's my dog, right? So over the course of the movie, we see an F1, F2, F3, F4, F5. You get to see all of them. They run the gamut. And of course, the whole time, there's this like this new wife or fiance of Bill Paxton's is in the scene trying to get like, Oh, I'm learning all. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a therapist. La la la. Oh, and, that's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a the little, worst. She's really bad. And and if anything, I actually felt way, way, way worse for her in 2019 than I ever did in all my previous viewings of Twister. Um, but you know, it's 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 a solid movie because you've got Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Big Heart. Oh my. Okay, I forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman was I in know. that. It's one of those sneak attacks. It's a sneak uh-huh. attack one. But and then um, the dude from the Princess Bride, whose name I never know. Uh huh. Blondie McBlonderson from Princess Bride. I'm going to be thrown under a serious bus for that one. Um, he di- he was the bad guy, right? He was, he was the, the bad douche. guy. Yeah, he was the, yeah. the the other one. I love that. There's like, we're going to cut your tires, you stupid other storm chasers. Yeah, I w- actually, I don't think they ever did that. They were like, I'm just not going to let you pass me on this girl. No, like, they also, didn't do that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. a biker gang. I know. I honestly, yeah. And I'm, I'm in storm chaser forums and there is this kind of like vengeance or against each other. And there's, there's, there's some business there. It's interesting, but like, this is all, this is all central around like this crazy outbreak of tornadoes happening in Oklahoma. And so they're just chasing them around all day. A bunch of people get hurt. Cool scene where it cuts through a drive, drive in theater while they're playing the shining. Right. Right. I'm actually, I have something to say about this when you're done. But, okay, well, we'll we'll circle back to the boy in the blue here, but um, of course, it it all comes to a head whenever uh, Joe Helen Hunt's character and Bill Paxton's character, aptly named Bill, get caught in an F5, and he ties them together to a pipe in this barn, which is like full of machetes. <laughs> Or something, and then the F5 passes over, and Joe gets to see her F5, and then the F5, which has destroyed everything around them, somehow left them completely fine. Um, and they are like, Oh, never mind, we're not signing divorce papers, lol, we're staying married, yeah, married, gotcha, yeah. So, I have a couple, I rebuttal, rebuttal. I believe this movie set the most unrealistic expectations with people that are not around tornadoes. Not talking about you, because you're at least, mm-hmm. like, in the mid- Midwest area. But, like, people from, like, New York. Like, New York. Like, I hear people talking about, like, oh, like, when they come over, they're like, wait, where is the tornado going to get me or whatever? And the reason is, is because of that s- stupid scene when they're at the movie, outdoor movie theater at the drive-in. Yeah. There is no weather. Everything is completely calm. They're sitting there. And it's like a horror movie, like Freddy Krueger jumps out from behind the screen, <laughs> and it's a tornado. And I'm just like, that is not how any of this works. But it is in some cases. I mean, if we need to flip forward to 2019, there are some pretty solid videos on Facebook, which didn't exist in 96, but solid videos on Facebook where they're like, la la la, I'm just sitting here recording my front yard. And then 10 seconds later, a tornado has just obliterated the entire street. So... 
I understand what you're saying. But I also think it gave a lot of excitement to this industry and fed a lot of interest into the storm chasing world, which I realized I thought I was into this earlier than I was. I think I've always been interested in tornadoes. But once this movie came out, it changed the course of my life. And yeah, and even though I didn't go into meteorology or anything like that, that's what I did. Plus, hey, this movie got two amazing quotes. We got cows. That's a solid quote. And we got the suck zone. From Philip, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman explaining to the fiance of Bill Paxton, uh, saying uh, the quote is the suck zone. The point basically when the twister sucks you up. That's not the technical yeah. term for it, obviously. So, so that's been it ever since. Ever since then, and okay. just and just to, this this movie in particular, I remember there were these. I was in like the fifth. I would say fifth grade. I thought it was third. It was like fifth grade. They made us make sunglasses out of manila paper to draw our careers on. And I put myself in a car in one lens and a tornado in the other one. And it said, <laughs> my future is so bright. We have to wear sunglasses. And it was just because I wanted to chase tornadoes. Everyone was like, I want to be a veterinarian. I want to be a dancer. I was like, I want to touch a tornado. It's like, I'm going to make so much money when I touch that tornado. Yeah. So um, yeah. I, I rest my case on yeah. Twister. And I, I'll tell you what, I, I think this is a hotly debated topic. Um, I think one that our audience uh, will be discussing for, for months to come. Uh, they'll <laughs> be like, did you hear that episode where they talked about those films mm-hmm. and presented such alarming cases for both? Um, so if anybody, if any of you guys out there, uh, any guys or gals out there have any votes or any thoughts on this, um, we'll be posting this episode and everything. So please feel free to chime in. Um, and, uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Now you were talking about Billy P, uh, mm-hmm. our boy, Bill Paxton. And, uh, and when you were talking about him, I was kind of like, I it was cause I'm sitting here with the computer and I got uh, this pulled up. I actually was just Googling cause I was wanting to see kind of like what he was up to in the nineties. Cause Bill Paxton is just like, that was like a, a totally nineties dude. There's plenty yeah. of actors that are very 90s, but like he was. So I just want to take you through a few of these, see if you know of any of them, because some of them I'm not familiar with. And uh, and then if you do, see if you have any thoughts on any of these. Okay. So this is his uh, early 90s career. Uh, he started out, apparently he he made a shot in Predator 2. Oh, uh, snap. Oh, I was way too young to have seen that, but I saw it. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember it at all. I had no idea he was in that. Yeah. Um, a lot of movies then that, that I've never heard of in my life after this. Tombstone, which was a great movie. I don't know Definitely. if you saw that. Oh, of course. I think my I saw that one. I saw that guy. one too young, too. Um, yeah. Apparently, he played Morgan Earp, which I can only assume is like Wyatt Earp's cousin or something like that. But I haven't, I don't remember the characters at all, except that I remember enjoying it at the time. Okay. Uh, apparently things went a little bit downhill because for a moment he decided he was going to make a quick um, foray into television and appeared in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. No, he didn't. He did. Oh, God bless you, Bill Paxton. He's, you he's like, I'm here for the little man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tales from the Crypt. Oh, that was always like something when you were like, oh, I was lucky enough to stay up and watch SNL. I wonder what I can get away with next. And then Tales from the Crypt was on. You're like, I don't need to be doing this. I, I just, I, I want to know what the pay scale was for appearing in an episode of Tales of the Crypt. Like, I just, like, in that, in, in 1993, when this happened, what you got, like, what the draw was for Bill Paxton to make it in there. Um, but he, yeah. I guess he, his hasn't really taken off yet at this point. Because then his next thing after that was actually in 1985. I mean, he had a couple other smaller things. Oh, he was in True Lies. I'm not familiar. I've never seen that film. I've just heard about. I've heard of it. Apollo 13. Oh yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. he had a big role in that. Uh, Fred Hayes. I don't know enough about. I don't remember that film enough to remember what he did. Um, but he was in that. Uh, let's see. Twister was his next big one, um, mm-hmm. which we just covered in Agnosium. Here's <laughs> a, here's something I want to say. Apparently, he was in Titanic. What? Bill Paxton was, was in Titanic? Bill Hold on. Paxton was in Titanic. His name was Brock Lovett, and I don't know who he played. What the hell? I can't, I can't even, I mean, like, I can play, I can just put his face on everyone in that movie, but I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, oh, like, stock white yeah. guy? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, so the rest okay. of it, I, I did, I, I told you about this briefly before the show, was that he was in a, uh, a short um, called Twister, colon, Write It Out. 
So I'm assuming this was just a miniature film. I have no idea what this could possibly be about, but they were like, we need a, we need a comeback for, for Twister. I, uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing when the show is done. <laughs> I'm no, watching that. Um, and, then, and then, of course, the, the groundbreaking film, Mighty Joe Young, um, where I believe he was, <laughs> he was not the gorilla, but I believe he was like the gorilla keeper. You remember Mighty Joe Young? I don't. I've erased a lot of bad memories, and that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> I guess he was. It was. It just he cracked into two thousand. So I'm not going to count it. But two thousand yeah. big year. He was in U five seven one, and Vertical Limit. Um. So, but we won't talk about those because those are not our decade. Cut so, that. All done. So yeah. congrats, Bill. You did a good job. We're proud of you. Proud of you, Billy. Billy P. Yeah, Billy right. P. So anyway, so um, so I guess, did you have any other thoughts on the court case that you wanted to say to the audience or anything? I mean, if Twister doesn't get your vote in the sense that it changed my entire life, then that's fine. People are very selfish. <laughs> that's not, like, I like, can tell you this. Is, I'm like, well, it might have changed your life, but Independence Day was just a much better film. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw it's Independence Day award. in theaters. I know it won. Yeah, if it got the Nick vote, I must have been like, oh, no, you're right. You're right. You know, I, I, love, I love that the Nick vote is like is like the only grounds we have because I guarantee you neither was voted for an like was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I was talking to Jack about this and I was like, I think Independence Day won Best Picture. He was like, There's no way it won Best Picture. I was like, You're probably right. Yeah, I mean, because around that time, like, gosh, like I would be curious if like Saving Private Ryan, like those types of things were out or whatever. But it could have been nominated, maybe. Who knows? We'll have to. I can't wait for us to talk about Saving Private Ryan in the future. I got some yeah. stories on what that a, one. What a funny, what a funny, cool bit that'll be. You remember <laughs> that part when that guy got <laughs> shot? Remember that time when the guy slowly buried a knife in his chest? That was hilarious. Uh, so funny. Oh, the 90s were killing me. Um, yes. I have, a, uh, anyway. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm going to slowly, easily transition this. You ready? Have you ever been... To any Comic Con? I have not. Okay, so that answers my second question. Have you ever been to a Comic Con in uh, on cocaine in the nineties? <laughs> yes. You have. Okay, so no Comic Con, <laughs> but definitely like full blast Comic Con. Sure, sure. Okay. I've, I've I've never been to Comic Con, but I have been to Comic Con high out of my brain. Okay. Well, that would explain why I don't remember all of it so much. Well, I would like to introduce you. You may already know. Maybe you don't. The New York, uh, the New York Club Kids of the '90s. Are you familiar? No. No. Okay. So in the '90s, I, this is this is all based on. Um, I, I know a lot about this. I've watched the documentaries and watched all the shows, but I was digging through all the Geraldo, Geraldo, Geraldo. I think it's Geraldo, Geraldo episodes. Yeah. 92, 94, 96 featured the New York City Club Kids, and what they were were just like these crazy, superficial. 20 something year old kids that were like, you know what, we're going to make fun of all of Warhol's fans and we're just going to start dressing up and naming ourselves something crazy. And then they were like, actually, JK, we love this a lot. And now we're just living our best lives and our best lives are on cocaine <laughs> and in clubs. What is this? What? Are, what they, were club, of- they were just club kids. So it was just it was just a group of 20 something year old, like just like flamboyant kids that were like, we're going to get dressed up and party our faces off. And I don't mean dressed up like, I, I'm, ta- I'm talking like Comic-Con level dressing up like um, foam and outfits and like hardware hanging from their eyelashes. Okay. And they, yeah, like as much time spent into going out in one night as some people would spend on a week, like a weekend event to a Comic-Con or something uh-huh. like that. So uh, kind of at the head of the Club Kids scene was a guy named Michael Alig. And he was kind of the face of the movement. And of all things, he's from South Bend, Indiana. I found Ooh. that interesting. But like in these episodes of them showing up on Geraldo, they, like you have to watch it sometime. It's the audience members are club kids as well. They've got like cages on their faces. They have chandeliers of glass on their <laughs> eyes. They've got the, the, some of the names I wrote down were misunderstood. Who was dressed as like a Marge Simpson on cocaine? It was oh perfect. God. Uh, Sister Machete, who said she was going to cut you up. Um, and then Michael Alig's mom was in the audience for one of the episodes, and she was like, oh, yeah, they take ecstasy. And, and, and Geraldo was like, oh, yeah. that's just them being <laughs> them kids. Geraldo was like, well, have you ever taken ecstasy? She was like, you know, it helped me with my headache. <laughs> I was God. like, well. Um, so when it comes, so like I spent 
an insane amount of time in the 90s watching talk shows. Jenny Jones, Geraldo, Ricky Lake, um, Sally Jesse Raphael, Donahue, Jerry Springer, Montel Williams. Oh, I just remember Montel Williams. Mari Povich, I was all about this. And so in this particular aspect of this episode, it's or this particular segment, it was all about the New York Club kids. And they are just the best. And I highly recommend anyone who, like, if you know about it, that's fine. Go back and rewatch the episodes because seeing them in their real true flesh is amazing. Because I think my first exposure to them was the the movie Party Monster with Seth Green and Macaulay Culkin. Nope. And yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty rad movie. But... Um, the whole scene kind of came like it was exploding. They would just take over. I think, I think at one point I read they took over like phone booths and homeless camps and stuff like that and would just party and then leave. And it was amazing, but it all came crashing down with Michael Alig, the main guy in all of this and his, his uh, roommate killed a friend of theirs for like a debt. And like, it's, it's, it was a horrific murder where they like, they kill the guy like with a hammer and then they tie him up in the bathtub and then basically dismember him and throw him into, I think the Hudson or something like that. And then they get caught. It's insane, but they get caught later and they were like, Ooh, New York city club kids, not so great. And, um, club kids win again. I'm like, no, no, you're under arrest, sir. (laughs) We're we're taking you in for brutal murder. Yeah. That was first degree murder dog. You were facing life so many times. Yeah. So if you, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, I don't know. You've got Studio 54 in the 70s. You Partying gets real hard. It gets amped up super hard in, in New York in the 90s. If you haven't ever seen, I highly recommend looking into any of the footage of the club kids because it's just... The club kids. Favorite. Yep. So yeah. um, that was my detour into oh. talk show time. I shall check it out. Please now, do. Now, Lisa, can I ask you something? By all means. How would you feel about taking a wonderful break? Well, <laughs> I feel pretty good right now because I need to go look up this other like Twister movie real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you can just pound, have a, I'll tell you what, uh, audience, we're going to take a quick break and Lisa's going to pound out that, uh, that Twister short. Boom. And we'll be right back after the break. Hey, everybody. Welcome back from the break. Uh, it was a very restful uh, and interesting break i went outside and apparently it's monsoon season uh, in the state of illinois which is where i'm from i realized i never said that she went into great detail about herself and where she's from and i just said i'm andy <laughs> this, that's am. important to note this is a long distance podcast and as a yeah. result audio may be a little strange sometimes because we're not sitting across from each other we are half a country away from each other yes. um, so yeah. so bearing in mind like wow this is really good audio for skype like so always compare our audio to other skype calls and be like wow that was some really good audio skype calling boom so um lisa what's up i feel like we've known each other forever okay and i i I have something i'd like to to read to you i'm all ears it's it's emotional for me to do this (laughs) okay hard this means a lot to me and I, i hope you'll take it seriously I will do my best. Okay. I laugh at funerals, so. Oh, that's yeah. also that's also the songs to like a uh, a lyric. That's like the lyrics to a song. Is, are you shitting me? I don't, know what I'm <laughs> at a don't understand what I mean. You soon will. Can I seriously just? <laughs> well, yeah, that's um. Which which is a great. Yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. I was going to say them, and I was like, and I just lost it in my mouth. I was about to say Bare Naked Ladies, and I lost it. Um, so actually, it's a good tie-in to what we're about to do, which is I'm going to read you a beautiful sonnet um, uh, version of a song from the 90s, or at least part of it. And I'm going to ask you to identify the name of that song and the artist who performed it. All right. Are you ready? I will do my best. Okay. <laughs> Team by team, reporters baffled, trumped, tethered, cropped. Look at that low, <laughs> look at that low playing. Fine then. Uh oh, overflow, population, common food, but it'll do. Save yourself, serve yourself. World serves its own needs. Listen to your heartbeat. 
dummy with the rapture and the reverend and the right. Right. Your vitriolic, patriotic, slam, fight, bright light. Feeling pretty psyched. Feeling pretty psyched is ringing a bell, but absolutely nothing else you said <laughs> did anything. Feeling pretty psyched. Ugh. Bearing in mind, I am I intentionally doing songs with lyrics that are highly suspect. Okay, because to- I was I was going to do absolute nonsense. It was like, okay, the first two words are okay. I get it, but okay, I um get pretty psyched. Urgh. That's gonna make me upset because I know as soon as you say it, I'll be like, uh huh. But I I didn't hear it. Can I can I tell you something? Sure. The next the next words immediately following "feeling pretty psyched" is the name of the song. It's not. It's not. No. It's. Is it still a bare naked lady song? Nope. Shoot. Then I. No. 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 I'm sorry. I got nothing right now. Okay. Let me read another portion that might help. Sure. You. Sure. 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 Go ahead. Six o'clock. TV hour. Don't get caught in foreign towers. Slash and burn. Return. Listen to yourself churn. Looking in, locking in, uniforming, book burning, bloodletting, every motive escalate, automotive incinerate. Light a candle, light a votive, step down, step down. Watch your heel crush crushed, uh oh. This means no cavalier, renegade, steer clear. A Uh, A tournament, a tournament of lies. Offer me solutions, offer me alternatives, and I decline. No, <laughs> nothing. I know the name of that jam is "It's the End of the World." I was gonna say, I was gonna say that, but I was like, you didn't say Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I so, didn't read. The, I didn't read the whole I know, song. Yeah, I read different I parts of it. I was gonna suggest that, but I was like, no, because I feel like the song had better lyrics than that. No, it didn't. <laughs> You'd be wrong. You would be absolutely wrong. I was going to suggest that. Oh, I should have gone with my weird gut. Oh. This was one of the ones that I just immediately, like, when it comes. Because everybody always, like, most people. Because I remember there's the the scene from Tommy Boy or something like that. Where he's like, like, six o'clock TV hour. And then they just, like, they just lose it because they don't know the words. So Uh, it's a pretty comically uh, a a song that most people do not know the lyrics to. But that has been Poetry Corner with Andy C. and R.E.M. There it is, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have some reading to do there. Maybe I don't. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think there's a lot to read up on. It's just like, oh, look at that song. Those are the words. So I did. I I did. You know, I think it's kind of good also, Lisa, to get kind of a flavor, like a feeling of each other, feeling each other out on like, you know, what kind of things that we were into, maybe things that we liked a whole lot and want to just keep with us for the rest of our lives. Some mm-hmm. things that maybe we kind of hit and quit. And some things we just don't want anything to do with. Okay. okay. So I was wondering, um, do you know that that game, Kiss, Mary Kill? As a matter of fact, I do. Because <laughs> I was thinking about playing some 90s Kiss, Mary Kill. And now, of course, for those of you in the audience who aren't seven, um, there's another <laughs> name for this game. But we're not going to say that because... I, can, I, can, I, can I just be honest real quick? I genuinely yeah. didn't know it wasn't Kiss, Mary Kill. Until okay. until Jack was like, really? <laughs> but I didn't know. <laughs> like I didn't the, know. The children's version. Yes. Um, but but no, there's different TV. versions. So we're playing Kiss, Mary Kill because we've decided that's what we're doing. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm down. Do you want to go first? Would you like me to go first? You know what? I, I'm so winded after that poetry reading. I'm going to let you go first. Sure. Um, mine is a category. And I called mine Kiss, Mary Kill, the Angry Ladies of the oh. 90s. All right. So you have three choices. You ready? Miss Alanis Morissette. (laughs) Miss Gwen Stefani. Miss Fiona Apple. Okay. Let's see. Gosh. Alanis, it's just... My goodness. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not immediately say Mary with Alanis Morissette. Really? Oh, it's weird. Uh, I mean... I don't. Here's the thing. I will tell you this: of the three, Fiona Apple is the one I know the least about. Oh, really? I'd marry her. Wait, no, no, no. 
Nod, Mary Fiona. Like she, she uh, yeah. Here's the thing: I know for a fact, just because I hear so many artists now talking about how big of an influence she was and everything like that. Um, so I don't have a lot of experience there. So then Gwen Stefani, man. I mean, and, and you can you can just keep Gwen Stefani as picturesque in the '90s as you can. You don't have to oh. bring in the like Harajuku, whatever it was, thing that she did in the 2000s. The Hollaback Girl that can be okay. left in a different <laughs> dimension. <laughs> This can just be angry, no doubt, no doubt, Gwen Stefani. Yes. Which, oh my God, no doubt, Gwen Stefani, get out of here, so good. She's, yeah. Here's the thing: you're gonna, everybody's gonna hate me, but it's literally just that I, I can't, I can't sentence Gwen Stefani or Alanis Morissette to die. I can't do it. That's fine. So I, I have to kill Fiona Apple. There. Fiona, I'm sorry, but you're dead. All right. <sighs> Here's the thing of the two, I think because because usually the the kiss category is more like I want immediate f- physical contact with, so I'm gonna go with Gwen Stefani for kiss. Okay. And I okay. am gonna marry Alanis Morissette because she does make my heart sore. Genuinely, like like you're like my oh I think back to ironic. Soars, my heart soars thinking about her amazing, beautiful musics. And by the way, Ironic came out in 2005. So what? that's not the question. There's no not, way. That, that's, there's no way. You know what? You're actually correct because I was looking on a webpage and that's a collection of her songs. Oh, okay. Not 2005. <laughs> I was going to say, no, oh, I'm pretty sure. I was, I was, gonna, I was even yeah. thinking, I'm like, there's no way that's right. Um, I was in college when Ironic came out. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, do, does that at all satisfy you? I, I mean, I'm a little disappointed about Fiona what? Apple because she's so amazing. She's oh. of, of the three, like Gwen Stefani. Okay, Atlantis Morissette, kill across the board for me. Straight up kill. Just be like, nope, who, I don't care who's next. The next two, uh-huh. doesn't matter. Atlantis Morissette, out. Uh, Gwen Stefani, I would agree with Kiss. I would agree. Fiona Apple, she's just so rad. Give her a shot, you know. Get back into the 90s. She's still doing her thing, but but 90s Fiona Apple is. is Can I make out. a confession to you right now? Go for it. I was just researching Alanis Morissette. So, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of her songs are very good. Um, I was. You were thinking someone. You were thinking Lisa Loeb? No, I was thinking of Celine Dion. Because <laughs> I was thinking of My Heart Will Go On from Titanic. I was, okay, because you were saying her music makes my heart sore. And I was like, um. It's like rain. I mean, do you mean sore like S O A R or sore like S O R E? Because my I heart don't... have. Horrible palpitations. Just, there just we go. okay. Like, that, I mean, that my life. So I presented it as angry ladies of the '90s. If you felt like Celine Dion, so angry. angry. <laughs> my heart will go on without you. I'm done. I'm done. You, you, wow. You. I don't know. I don't know. There it is. Well, you, uh, you married her regardless, so you're uh, stuck with Alanis. Congrats. The drunk, a drunk evening in, in Las Vegas, and it's unfortunately binding. There it is. Uh, well, anyways, so I have one that's maybe a little bit. Um, it's it's something that you might you know I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but we're gonna go with it. Um, these are not people. Mm, okay, I can so, marry inanimate objects. It's, it's basically um, we'll say you know like kissing means like I want that shit right now. Okay. Okay, marry means like. I want this thing in my life for the rest of my life. Forever. Kill means like if this never appeared in my field of vision ever again, totally cool. Okay. Okay. So, are you ready? Uh, probably. Yes, I'm ready. 90s cereals. Okay. Okay. Oreo O's. Okay. Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Okay. French Toast Crunch. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna give. Oh, okay. Now, if I if I were to say my version of my answers now would be different than '90s answers. Okay, so I'm gonna give them like my like my '90s self. Yes. All right. Because my '90s self was a very different Lisa, and she would have been like absolutely one million percent Oreo O's, Mary. Wait, no, no, no. Well, I would. No, I think I think that would have been my Mary. My my Mary, not really? Kiss. No. Oreos. You have been so disappointed that apparently that's changed since then. Oh yeah, well I, I think your I. Your older probably... age, you're just like Oreos. I'm so tired of you. I don't care that you pay the bills. You're the worst. 
Well, I would hope that my 11 year old self would be like, I hope my 34 year old self isn't still like busters on Oreo O's, but I would say my kiss would be Oreo O's because I I was, I was a fat kid and I wanted sugar and I got it. Sure. I want it. I got it. I got my Oreo O's. That's my kiss. Okay. My kill. I'm guessing there's at least one of these you probably haven't had. <laughs> no, I've I've had. I just I feel like, okay, French Toast Crunch was Cinnamon Toast Crunch spinoff, right? They were, yeah, they were shaped like little pieces of bread. Uh huh. And they tasted I, more like maple syrup, kind of. Gotcha. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Rice Krispies treats. That's an odd one, but I, I would kill French Toast Crunch because my sister loved Cinnamon Toast Crunch so much that I feel like I don't stand a chance, and like it, they're just hers. Like I, like the box enters the house, they're Leslie's. They're not mine. So um, can we discuss the heartbreak of that sentence of just like? Oh yeah. Or like it's like it's like if your sister married a man and then you want, loved her like his brother, but you're mm-hmm. like, well, I can't do it because these are just they're like brothers. They're not like the same thing, you know. But I, it's just, I mean, the younger, be a copycat. well, the younger two, you, you get noogied out of your, <laughs> your husband, you get noogied you, out of your fridge. You get noogied out of your, of your serial husband. Yeah. Um, she would, I, I mean, yeah. I, but like, I also equate those, especially in the nineties, I equate anything like cinnamon toast crunch. And what was, I think that, I think cinnamon toast crunch was her jam, like for real. Sure. And and there was something else she liked that I was like, pass, hard pass. But I, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was like her thing. And so in my head, it's just hers. It's a category of life I don't even get. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I'm, I honestly, I did this question 100% because I found a reminder of Rice Krispie Treats cereal. And I lost my mind because I... It doesn't make any sense why I love that cereal so much. It's just like, hey, it's like Rice Krispie treat. It's like Rice Krispie cereal, but a little more dangerous with some marshmallows in there. Because they give you these big chunks of that stuff. And if you go for a bite and you take the wrong bite and it doesn't have any give to it, you've just basically inserted a hard piece of plastic into the top of your mouth. Yes. There's I love dangerous of- cereal. <laughs> There's a lot of danger involved. I did do a quick Google because I one of my favorite cereals that I don't know if you ever tried it. It just sneaks in in the nineties. Okay. In nineteen ninety nine, Nesquik cereal was created. Now most people aren't aware of that cereal, but I just want to mention it real quick because it is like think about like cocoa puffs, but it turned the milk into Nesquik. No dog. But they're smaller bites, little smaller bites. No, that's a no. That's a big no. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's that's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. That's a no. I absolutely. So, well, I mean, I I don't know. I, I like I want a chocolate milk, and I didn't want like any other weird version. I don't want your like weird like what do you call it? Whenever someone like spits back into a cup, like your backwash. Back, I don't want your backwash milk. Yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want your weird cereal backwash. No, no. your milk wash. I My guess I'm wash. one of those people that was, a, I swear by drinking the milk from cereal. And a lot of people are absolutely not that kind. No, I mean, but it's its own thing. And you, but you can't, you can't recreate it and you can't force it. You can't force the hand of it. It just, it is perfect as it is. And you cannot recreate it and you cannot put chocolate milk into your, maybe you can. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me just stop you right there. That's fair. You can, because it's so good. You don't put chocolate milk into that. You just turn the white milk into chocolate milk. Okay. Well, I want to go back to 99 and do this. Is it gone? It's gone now, isn't it? It's, uh, you might be able to find it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not eBay. You know what? I'm actually pretty sure I just looked it up and eBay. It popped up like $25.99. So I'm pretty sure that's a hard no. That's okay. I don't want, I don't want like six-year-old expired cereal anyway. Maybe I do. I don't know where I I did. I did literally look up to see if rice rice (laughs) cereal was still on the market. Here's what it said. It says, according to whoever makes Rice Krispies, I don't remember, Post or whoever, General Mills, whatever, they say that it is in pr- production, but I don't, but that nobody has ever seen it, like, anywhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we make it. We just don't sell it anywhere, apparently. It's just for us. Just for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just for, they just make it for themselves. So, um, okay. so I think, uh, do you think that's a, I think we're going to uh, wrap up the episode unless you had something else you wanted to, to cover. 
No, I'm. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to add that I sadly left out at the beginning, sure. talking about Twister. I yeah. just, I, I, while I was researching this, I hilariously read that it was rated PG-13 for "quote unquote" intense depiction of very bad weather. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. No, 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 no. Oh, because okay. I want to know what other films in human history have ever received that designation. For very, for very like, bad like, weather. Like I forgot. Also, like that was the time period when also like Dante's Peak. Like they were just like, listen, the '90s things are going too well. We need to re- let you know of all these situations where things could be going much, much worse. Yep, exactly. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, Volcano and Dante's Peak came out like in the same year, which was weird to have two volcano movies in the same year. But that's what they uh, did, right? They they everything came in pairs. You had like you had the like the the main brand and you had the equate brand of everything so you had like yeah armageddon and then the other one uh mean meteor yeah mean <laughs> meteor the film <laughs> Something they stupid. had they had twister and then naders <laughs> nader the less popular and lower budget film they're just like look at them all them naders i did find that there was a uh like a found film found footage film uh made like uh into the storm or something like that i'm watching that after i watch the ride ride the storm or whatever you got a busy list here we're we're making a list for you we're gonna do this every week is just keep adding i'm gonna do absolutely none of it none of it Well, anyways, um, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If you like this show, um, check us out on our actual feed, which is uh, 90s Court, um, which is available. uh, Right now it's available on Spotify and some other, I think, Breaker and some other things like that. Anchor, of course. Uh, We we, Usually it takes a little bit longer to get available on Apple Podcasts. I I mentioned this all in case you're listening to to the Mary Mary and Andy Aren't Good at This feed, um, where we're also broadcasting this first pilot episode. Um, and also check us out on uh, Instagram because Lisa's a freaking boss and <laughs> and what created up? that created that like the moment we're like, hey, we should do this podcast. And I'm like, sure. And she's like, Instagram, done. In- invite. So mm-hmm. um, so that is uh, 90s.court, I believe, is our uh, is our thing. Yeah, so 90s.court. Yes. So that is 90s period court on Instagram. Um, and I think that's it. I don't have anything else really to go over here first and foremost. Um, but if you guys have any submissions or anything you think we should talk about, um, you can also shoot us an email. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff already ready to go, but in case it's something we haven't thought of, we always love to hear your feedback. So absolutely. Uh, Lisa, did you have anything you wanted to say to our, our beautiful listeners before we go? All three of them. Um, hi guys. <laughs> uh, thank you for hanging in there and listening to this episode. Can't wait to do more. Um, uh, it's been awesome. What a journey. Cool. Well, hey, everybody, we will catch you uh, next week uh, when we'll have episode two. Sounds good. Take care. Bye.